Hey, welcome in, Vikings fans. We are in the first episode of the Skull Hop. And uh, I've got Austin over here with me. Hello, hello. I'm Evan. And uh, we're just a couple of dudes from Iowa. We love the Vikings, hence the Skull. And we love beer, hence the Hop. Skull, my friend. Skull. It was a little bit of a reach, but we got it. Here we go, we got it. Yeah, so as I said, this is our first episode, and uh, we want to just start out the right way by making sure that you, the listener, know that we've got this tradition that we are going to only drink Iowa beer while we record our episodes. So today... Why is that, Evan? Why only Iowa beer? Well, because we live in Iowa. We're Iowa boys, yeah. Okay. That's right. I mean, I'm not an Iowa native. You are? Yeah. That's correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, Iowa is my home state. Yeah, I mean, you're you're one of us, Ev. Yes, <laughs> I moved to the great mediocre South. Wow, Minnesota's pretty great, but yeah, I was, I was okay. I was pretty good. Yeah. It's good enough. Yeah. All right. And they make good beer. Yes, so they do. You got to tell us what we're drinking though today. So tonight we are drinking a beer from an Iowa brewery, Big Grove, in Iowa City. We're drinking their West Eddy. It's an American IPA, and it's delicious, if I do say so myself. Yeah, it's uh, early May right now, mm-hmm. as of this recording, and it's got a little bit of a tropical vibe to definitely, it. Definitely, definitely. Getting me ready for summer. Let's go. School. Yeah, it's good. School. So we wanted to take just a, a brief minute here, not because we're so self-absorbed to think that you care about us, but we did want to introduce ourselves because it is our first podcast episode and we wanted to just give the casual listener some context so i'm gonna let austin introduce himself and we also wanted to talk about our journeys to becoming a vikings fan so tell us about yourself and your journey to vikings fandom thanks so so yeah i'm austin um i am a 32 year old vikings fan so i haven't seen all of the heartache but i've I've seen some of it and it it's only molded me into the Vikings fan I am today. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. And I have three young children who I am also subjecting to this wonderful life of Vikings fanhood. Um, I have bribed them and now they are conditioned to know that every time the Vikings win, they get ice cream, and which you've turned my kids on yeah, as well. It's, so it's not just yours, rule. but it's also, mine. yeah, I love ice cream too. So, it's, I think it's a good tradition. It is. It's a great tradition. And I still, there was some viral video on the NFL. I think some Jets fan kid talked about how his dad got him ice cream whenever the Jets won. So I stole that idea. But I like it. My kids love it. And last year it worked pretty well. They got 13 ice creams. 13. 13 ice creams. That's right. Maybe my, less this year. My kids were in on a few of those as well. Yeah. We went to your house for a few games. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much so that even just a week ago, I turned on, it was just a slow, I don't even know what day it was, slow day, and we were all just hanging out at the house, and I turned on the YouTube TV replay of the Vikings-Colts game, you know, oh. just the greatest comeback in NFL history. Amazing. And I started at the second half, and my son said, if the Vikings win, we get ice cream, and you know what? We got ice cream that day. <laughs> you it was a good bet day. your hat we did, buddy. Yeah. Even if it's just a replay. Yep. Man, what Dude. a game. Yeah. Oh, that was a great game. We can have a whole episode on that game itself. But so, yeah, my journey to becoming a Vikings fan. So, 
I'm uh, born and raised in Iowa, Eastern Iowa, and my family are not huge sports fans, not huge football fans, definitely not Vikings fans. If it would have been anything, without any intervention, I probably just would have defaulted to like the the Bears or something, just because they're the closest geographically to us. And uh, what, what were we about 10 years old? 10 years old, Evan had the great opportunity of moving from the great state of Minnesota to the also great state of Iowa in my town. And uh, we met each other. We went to the same church. And, you know, when you're friends with someone from church and you're a kid, you kind of end up falling into the, oh, you come to my house after church or I'll go to your house after church. And on Sundays, when we would go to Evan's house after church, um, the Vikings were playing. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm bright-eyed and young and impressionable, and I fell in love with what? Probably like the 2001 version of the Vikings, 2002. 2000, 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. You got Chris Hovan. You got Randy Moss. You got Michael Bennett, I think, was the running back at the Mm, time. Just the greats. Dante was in there, too. Oh, man. And I fell in love. Chris Carter was still around? I think so. I think so. That was quite a while ago, to be honest. But, yeah, slowly but surely, I became passionate Vikings fan so much so that sometimes I'm probably more of a passionate Vikings fan than you have that that's accurate yeah no no shade but yeah no no and and no shame on my part I mean (laughs) I I I've created this monster thank you talked about this many times I appreciate it so yeah that's uh that's my Vikings fanhood origin Evan tell us about yourself yeah well um similar to you I'm the same age as you Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that you disclosed your full age to the listening public. But yeah, it's no shame. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm actually older than you by like four months. Something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, basically same age. We graduated high school together. And what's fun, I think, about our friendship is that we've just kind of always been around, mm-hmm. um, you know, through middle school, high school, college, um, and now into adulthood. We've, we've definitely forged our own paths into the world, but, uh, within the last year, my family and I moved back to our hometown. We'd been away in a different community in Iowa and, uh, made our way back to Eastern Iowa to, um, be closer to friends and family and, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's kind of what kickstarted this whole podcast idea. And that's why we're sitting here in my basement trying to record this tonight. And, uh, yeah, but in terms of my Vikings fanhood, it all began when I was born. I was born in the twin cities. Um, and my parents are passionate Vikings fans, but they are not, um, they are not like season ticket holder, I'm going to paint my face every time I go to a game type of fan. <laughs> you know, they are, they're very, they're very casual. Um, my parents, uh, they, they try to go to a game a year. Um, and they haven't always gone to games. Um, I am a little jealous. They were at the Minneapolis Miracle game. Yeah. I will forever be jealous of them. For they that. were, they were way up in the nosebleeds, but they were there mm-hmm. they were in the building and my my dad was texting me. He was like, "People just don't want to leave." 
I was like, I'd I know. still be there. I would still be there. If I had to attend in that game, that would be my residence. Like, I can't just leave that feeling. Well, bury me at the end zone, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Vikings have always been a part of my story. They've always been a part of my life. Um, I've gone through the best and the worst. Um, I think for me, the the best Vikings years and even maybe even arguably the best season in franchise history, 1998, 15 and one. Um, that was really when I started to come of age as a Vikings fan and started to understand what football was. Um, I was eight going on nine, maybe. That's a good age to fall in love with football. Yeah. And to see the the Vikings just dominate I mean that Thanksgiving game I still go back and watch Randy Moss had three catches three touchdowns and like 200 yards or something like that it's yeah like more than that crazy it was the most ridiculous stat line you'll ever see um and I didn't even understand all the nuances of stats I just knew wow he's really good um so yeah um the Vikings have been a part of my life for a long time and so Moving to Iowa, it was almost as if like our our fanhood intensified in our family when we moved to Iowa because now we were removed from the great state of Minnesota and we were um, we were longing for more Vikings stuff and we yeah. just didn't have it. Um, so my dad actually, we joke about this all the time. My dad had. Uh, an eBay username called Viking fan in Iowa because he felt so isolated <laughs> as a Vikings fan in Iowa. And I think at one point it was also our Wi-Fi username. Hmm. Um, but what was the password of? Do you remember uh, that? No, no, no. Okay. It had nothing to do with the Vikings. I know <laughs> sure, that. Sure. I know that. But anyways, so yeah, that's uh, a little bit about ourselves and just kind of how we, uh, entered into the crazy world of being Vikings fans. Um, but being that this is our first episode and we're, we're early May of 2023, um, we are now kind of, I would say, give or take, about halfway through the off season, And there are still some free agency moves that I, I think could be made. Definitely could. There have been a few that quite a few that have been made. Mm -hmm. Um, and we also have the draft in the rear view mirror. Yeah. Fresh, fresh off the draft, fresh off the draft, like a week and a half ago. Yeah. So I thought for our first episode, we could spend some time talking about our favorite and least favorite moves in free agency so far. And then we'll move on to the draft and we'll just kind of dissect the picks that the Vikings have made and maybe the impacts we think they can make if they make the roster yeah, moving forward. So let's start with the free agency. Uh, Austin, tell us favorite free agency move and least favorite free agency move so far. Awesome. So my favorite specific move from free agency um, was an early move they made. I think the first week of free agency, they addressed the cornerback position and they got Byron Murphy, who... Um, he kind of fit the theme of what you could call, call the quote-unquote big-name free agents that the Vikings signed. He's a younger guy coming off, a younger guy who has had a lot of hype 
around him in his NFL career and has kind of fallen just short of that hype. Um, of that mold, I think Byron Murphy has come closest to the hype that he's he's gotten. Um, in Arizona, when Pat Pete left, he kind of filled that role. And uh, he had a, I think he had a pretty decent year last year. I don't have his numbers right in front of me. Um, but especially with the state of the Vikings cornerback room and defensive back room as a, as a whole, before they signed him, it's it's much better with him in there. Um, and you hope that he he earns the money that that he made. Um, you hope he makes a pretty good impact on that secondary, and hopefully, in I think it's a three year contract. Hopefully, three seasons from now, we're talking about how they had to sign him to a much bigger deal. Um, so that was my favorite initial free agency move. Do you um, want to know his stat line? Yeah, let's hear it from. 2022 yeah keep in mind one of those games was was against our against the vikings and we were in that was the building one of two games that we were in attendance of. we were there that was fun so byron murphy in 2022 36 total tackles okay 29 solo seven assists half a sack hmm. two fumble returns or fumble recoveries Sorry, FR. These abbreviations always get me. <laughs> um, 59 yards between those there two fumble go. recoveries. So, yeah. Okay. So I thought he had a couple picks in there, but I guess not. But either way, no the, picks. the sky is the limit for him. And especially when you put him in a secondary, that includes Harrison Smith, who just seems to be the coach on the field for the defensive backs. Absolutely. When you put him in a, a defense headed up by Brian Flores, who hopefully he's a one-and-done Vikings coach because then that'll mean he's a really good defensive coordinator, which we all know he's a good coach. Um, and it's selfish to say I hope Brian Flores stays for a handful of years. But he should do good with uh, Byron Murphy. And yeah, hopefully that bolsters that secondary, and that's even before the draft, which they made some moves there too. What about your least favorite? My least favorite. My least favorite is just my least favorite because of my fanhood, and because it mm. it hurts the the Vikings fan in me. I get it from a dollar perspective. I get it from an on the field perspective, but my least favorite move is that Adam Thielen was released. I get, I get that his cap number was way too high, um, and if he was honest, which I, I think he would be, he probably has been in the media. Like he'd probably say, like, yeah, for the the on field performance the last really two seasons, um, and then when you compare it to the best wide receiver in the league on the other side of the field, JJ, um, Thielen was overpaid the last two years, but it just hurts because he's one of us. He's right at our age. He was jumping up and down at all the games that we were jumping up and down for when we were kids. And then then we were jumping up and down for him for 10 years. Like He's been the, the feel-good story. He's been actually good, not just like the local kid that happened to make the team. Like He's actually good. So it hurts to see him go, but for him, it's cool to see him latch on with another team and not just on like a one year minimum vet deal. Like he, he should do some good things in Carolina, hopefully not in the game that the Vikings play him. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe and Byron Murphy has a good game. Maybe. Him. Oh man. Can you imagine those two? 
up against each other. Like, yeah, just the revolving door. I'm in, you're out, and here we go. Um, but I hope he's a guy that he gets that one-day contract at the end of his career. You can argue the ring of honor, maybe. I mean, he's maybe, he's maybe not. He's probably definitely not a Hall of Famer, but, I mean, he's definitely a Vikings favorite, and he never never gave that up. You were never worried about what he was going to do off the field or never concerned about your kids wearing his jersey or anything. Like He's just a good dude, and it stinks to see him not on the team anymore. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Ev? What's your favorite free agency move? Well, I don't know. It's it's hard to call this a free agency move, maybe. But, I mean, this guy could have walked out the door pretty easily. For more money. For, for probably a lot more money, yeah. And so my my favorite move is keeping Harrison Smith. I agree. I like that. Um, and, and to me, that's huge for all the reasons that you said about losing Adam Thielen on the flip side, it, it means a ton to keep a guy like Harrison Smith. And I think, I don't know, after having some time to think about all this and process, you know, what last season was, you know, and all the struggles that we had on defense specifically, I think if you're going to keep one of those franchise guys, if you had to choose between Harry and Adam, you gotta you gotta pick the guy that's gonna contribute on defense because yeah. defense was your weak spot last mm-hmm. year. You know, like we were just we were bottom of the barrel defensively in almost every statistical category, mm-hmm. and he has demonstrated. Harry has demonstrated. Um, leadership. I mean, you even called him the coach on the field, and I think that's a pretty accurate statement. I think most coaches trust him to see and diagnose and adjust. Yeah, I agree. In the moment. And he he does that well. And not only that, but he he coaches up the young guys and you know he he takes them under his wing. And so I, I think Byron Murphy's coming into a pretty good secondary uh and it'll be pretty fun to see how how that relationship unfolds um and i don't know i i think you know when you talk about vikings that are ring of honor candidates i think adam thielen is one for sure Mm -hmm. but i think harrison smith is also in that conversation oh absolutely as we're sitting here 15 years from now and he's not in the ring of honor I'm furious. Yeah. Like, oh, he's he's in the conversation as much, if not more so, mm-hmm. than Adam Thielen, and that's that's a I don't know. That might be a little bit of a hot hot take there because Adam Thielen's the Minnesota kid who went to Mankato, who was undrafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a movie worthy story. Yeah. And they hopefully will make a movie, even if it's a bad movie. I'll watch <laughs> it. I'd watch it. <laughs> I'd watch it for sure. But yeah, I think my favorite move. You know, it's not going out and getting somebody necessarily, um, but keeping Harrison Smith is huge for our defense. We need that stability, especially with a new defensive coordinator. You Mm -hmm. mentioned Brian Flores, great guy, great coach, has um, a lot of potential ahead of him. And who knows, maybe he does end up being a one and done here in Minnesota and he moves on and and gets that head coaching job that I think a lot of people think he deserves. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but we need that consistency. We need that captain on the field who can just, um, 
continue to deliver play in play out i mean he he plays a healthy percentage oh of yeah. Snaps. yeah i don't think he comes off the field very often Mm-mm. and that means he's playing hurt a lot too right and performing well right well and and playing hurt but then probably also like practicing once a week yeah yeah maybe you yeah know? but hey, hey all that matters is sunday yeah or monday that's or right thursday so on the flip side for me um you already mentioned adam thielen being released and that was tough that was a that was a mm-hmm. really hard pill to swallow as uh like truly born and raised vikings fan you know we just mentioned how he'd you know kind of worked his way up through um Minnesota high school football and then Mankato football and then undrafted to the Vikings. Just that Cinderella story. That's, Mm -hmm. that's tough um, to see him go. And again, we wish him well. Oh, absolutely. Except when we play them. Yeah. I don't even know. The schedule hasn't been released yet. No, I I forget. I think they're a home team this year. Like I think we host, we, I think the Vikings host them. Oh, that's another conversation right there. The we conversation. (laughs) Uh, I'll look that up as you, as you keep talking about. Anyways, in, uh, in the spirit of not being redundant, I, I looked at both the signings of Dean Lowry and Marcus Davenport to be a little meh at best. Um, now that's not to say that they couldn't have breakout seasons with the Vikings, but you consider who we've lost. Oh yeah. Uh, up front and who they're being replaced with Mm -hmm. Dean Lowry and Marcus Davenport being, uh, two of those primary upfront guys that we're getting in replacement of, I don't even remember who we lost. So Dalvin Tomlinson, he DT, he's he, gone. He got a good contract from the Browns. Yeah, and then so Davenport being that, I guess I is he more of a defensive end, or I is he, he a was, linebacker? I thought he was in the middle. We should. Oh, we should know that. I would have guessed outside linebacker. But anyways, that whole defensive end linebacker position. I mean, there's there's some question marks there. I mean. Technically, right now, um, no, he's Zedarius a linebacker, Smith. outside linebacker. Okay, yeah, but board. technically, right now, Zadarius Smith is still a Vikings linebacker. Will he be, you know, week one of the season? I don't know. I think it's a little bit less of a question, but still a question. Technically, right now, uh, Daniil Hunter is still a Minnesota Viking, and I hope he continues to be, but that's still a question mark. Outside mm. of that, that linebacker core and that defensive end core, like, there's some question marks. And then when, when you say like the incoming guys, they're not pushing other guys out. You're not saying, oh, thank God, Davenport's here. Who cares what happens with Daniil Hunter? Like, you're not saying that. Right, <laughs> right. Well, and like Davenport's numbers just aren't amazing. I don't mm-hmm. think he recorded a sack last year. I think he had a half sack last year. Okay, so a half sack, which, I mean, Byron sure. Murphy's coming in with half. Right, yeah. So... <laughs> There's that, and you know Dean Lowry, he wasn't was he even a starter with the Packers? No, but I think you know when you sign Dean Lowry, you're not signing him to be your starter. He's going to be in the room. He's going to be a, a rotational guy. But I don't think they signed him thinking he'd be you know mm. number one defensive tackle. But still, 
anyways, I, I think the money they're paying both of those guys and it just, I, I don't know. There's something to be said for making a splash in free agency. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to go out and make moves in free agency, make some moves. You know, I coach, uh, I coach track and cross country and I coach kids to go out and make moves mm-hmm. and like, Hey, be bold, go, go out and get the next person in front of you. Don't just sit back and wait for a slow kid to, you know, come up at the end of the race that you can easily pass. Like be bold, go out and, and pass the kid that you haven't beaten before and see what happens. Yeah. Maybe you get in their head, you know? And I, I think that same principle applies in free agency. Like go out and make a bold move. Like if you've got the numbers to do it, if you got the money to do it, that's the thing. And I know that's the thing. That's the hard thing is the salary cap issue. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I think between Lowry and Davenport, all that to say, uh, um, I think one bigger move as opposed to two smaller moves. I don't know. We maybe, also have some things have coming up. Like oh, yeah. you'd hate to sign the best defensive end in free agency this year if it keeps you from being able to offer Justin Jefferson True. a deserved contract next True. year. Um, so there's a lot of give and take. And, I mean, people complain about it all the time. First off, I'm I'm a fan of Kirk Cousins, and I don't mind mm. how much money he makes because he provides that. But there's a lot of people that complain about how much he makes, and it is a lot. It's a good percentage of the cap. But if you have a quarterback you got to pay him a good percentage. And sometimes that limits you from being able to sign big name, other position players. Indeed. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think we could probably make a whole episode on Kirk. Oh, easily. We could make a season off seasons (laughs) worth of podcasts on talking about Kirk and his play and his pay and everything like that. But we don't need to get into it now because we still have to talk about the draft, mind you. But, um, I mean, He's not extended as of right now. Uh, yeah. There's some question marks there too. There's a lot of question marks. Yeah. But hey, if they have a lot of question marks in 2024 and it's because of a great season in 2023, I'm okay with it. I but agree. I agree. Well, we need to switch gears here. We need to talk about the draft. Let's go. And we need to talk about who we've drafted here and what that means moving forward yeah so first off first round pick the usc wide receiver i'm not a huge draft guy i don't do all the analysis before the draft if the vikings were holding the uh, top three pick i would know i'd know the top five guys you know i would know everybody and then we would know it's oh it's matt khalil this year you know like we would know who they're gonna pick when you're in the 20s for me it's difficult to evaluate because then you got trades you got all kinds of stuff you can have a guy fall like will levis i'm sure there were vikings fans that were pounding the table for will levis but i'm not gonna lie i had never heard of jordan addison from usc before um, roger goodell said his name that night obviously i've watched all the highlights and he seems like he could be really good and adam thielen who you know like it seems like he could be a good pick but I mean, it felt like they were neglecting the defense on the first round that night. Hope he's amazing. I hope he's JJ's the second coming of Je- Justin <laughs> Jefferson. But, yeah, 
What, what do you think? What do you think about the Addison pick? Well, I'll just give you the live play-by-play version of my learning of who the Vikings picked with that first-round pick. So I was in Des Moines, um, and I was coaching, and we were staying in a hotel, and one of my coaching buddies and I, we were watching the draft earlier in the day. We were kind of following it. He's a Bears fan, so Mm -hmm. we were kind of, you know, watching it, seeing in the early couple of picks what happened with the Bears, and we finally got back to our hotel. I went to my room. Um, I started just dozing off and was trying to stay awake for the Vikings pick, but I was really tired. And I, I woke up right before the Vikings picked. (laughs) I watched who the Vikings picked and I remember saying some swear words under my breath (laughs) and then I turned the TV off and I went to sleep and that's all I remember from, uh, the first round. But anyways, all that to say, after I've had a chance to cool off a little bit, I have watched a few highlights, um, seen a few things on Jordan Addison. He seems like a, a good pick oh, yeah. in the first round. Um, definitely talented. Definitely could be the yin to the yang of JJ, mm-hmm. um, which we've now lost with Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. But I do think, you know... Um, we made up for that with acquiring TJ, who is effectively our second round pick yeah. this year. Um, and that was a huge get in the middle of the season uh, for the Vikings. And he immediately was producing, yeah, oh, um, yeah. which was awesome. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I think now that I've warmed up to the idea of a wide receiver in the first round, I, I, I think he's He'll be okay. It'll be really interesting to see how he develops and if he fits with Kevin O'Connell's system, if he fits playing kind of a a second fiddle role to J.J. And it'll be interesting to see if he fits with guys like K.J. Osborne too because, you know, K.J. really came on last season. I think effectively K.J. was the number two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe even stat-wise he was number two. Uh, behind JJ I don't know I don't have those stats in front of me but I know Adam's production was down um, and KJ really had a phenomenal season even if he was the true number three Um, I thought he made a case a strong case for himself to be the number two guy oh I agree completely and yeah I think you're you're right on I think uh, this Addison pick only only helps KJ because everything I've heard about Addison is the two things. He's great in getting separation. Um, he's not the fastest, probably doesn't have the best hands of all the wide receivers. He wasn't the first wide receiver taken. Um, but one thing he's really good at is being great at getting separation, which if you're open, Kirk's going to find you. Yeah. And the other thing is that um, he's like a perfect slot receiver. Which, I mean, if you got J.J., who can really play anywhere, and then K.J. on the other side, and then Jordan Addison in the slot, like that seems like it, it could complement all three of them very well. Well, and I mean, we even saw J.J. out of the backfield a couple of times last year. Yeah. like, And they were running some of those trick plays where he'd throw the ball. Like, they did that two or three times. 
Last yeah, that, that's a fun when you see the wide receiver catch the ball a few yards behind the line of scrimmage and they kind of look up. You're like, oh, what's going to happen here? Um, kind of. Did, did JJ have any completions last year? I feel like he had one. I think I he remember. had one. There was one completion and then one that was like, ah, oh, I wish he would have completed that and he didn't. Uh, wasn't there one attempted to Adam? I might. It's not worth talking about, but I Maybe. might be remembering it wrong. But Maybe. yeah. But yeah, there were a few moments where that that happened. Um, but yes, I, I yeah I agree with you 100%. He, JJ can play anywhere. So to fill out the other spots on the field with a guy like Jordan Addison, I think yeah, all in all, good move. We'll see how it pans out. You know, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get with the first overall pick. Oh, yeah. Let look alone at how many of those guys have failed. Well, and just, overall. It's, a, it's a joke now, but look, I'm sure Eagles fans are really happy, to, happy about Jalen Rager. <laughs> right. What, four years ago, right in front of JJ. Like, you never know. Never know what you're getting. We didn't know. I remember not knowing much about JJ until you and I were texting. It was his rookie year. I think the Vikings were playing the uh, Titans. And for whatever reason, I, I couldn't watch the first half. And um, you were texting me a little bit about it. And you're like, yeah, Justin Jefferson's kind of going off. He like could be could be something special. And I was thinking like, okay, Evan, like he's had <laughs> one good half, like good job. And here we are. He's definitely the next I coming mean, of Randy he's Moss. He's like surpassed Randy Moss <laughs> in his first three he's seasons. He's breaking records. Like you joke yeah. that he's better than Randy, but like he's breaking records. And he's, yeah, he's a heck of an athlete. So let's take these other five picks because we've already talked about mm-hmm. uh, TJ Hawkinson effectively, the second round pick, and then we didn't end up with a sixth round pick at all, but two picks in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Makai Blackman in the third round, Jay Ward, safety out of LSU in the fourth. Uh, how do you pronounce Jaqueline, Jaqueline is what I've seen. So I okay. believe it's Jaqueline Roy. Jaqueline Roy, uh, nose tackle out of LSU. Jaron Hall, the quarterback out of BYU. And Dwayne McBride, the running back out of UAB. Those were our remaining picks. Who is a long-term fit for the Vikings and who gets cut before training camp? Oh, man. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you follow Twitter and you see all the hype right as the the kids are being picked and as draft day is going. So you don't get the sense any of these guys won't make the team. Um, I feel like it, w- it would be a surprise for me if none of these six guys made the team or if not all of them made the team, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, as disappointed I was the first night that they didn't focus on defense, I was pretty happy the next three picks that oh, yeah. is pretty defensive heavy. Cornerback safety nose tackle. Mm-hmm. And when you have limited resources, I thought they made a trade, their third round pick. They picked up, like, they moved back, but they picked up two extra picks. I think it was with the Niners, um, which ended up being a really good trade. Kind of set them with a little bit more firepower in the draft. Um, but yeah, again, I'd never heard of these guys before, even, you know, the flashy position, the quarterback position, never really heard of Jaron Hall. Um, so I, I, I hope they're all good. Uh, Jay Ward, the safety in the fourth round, he kind of excites me because, um, following Twitter, I, I forget who posted this tweet. Um, but they said like, Oh, I'm doing some, 
some film on Jay Ward. This was after the draft. And he said, in the first half of the first game that I'm watching of him, he's already played linebacker. He's played cornerback. He's played safety. And they said he like blitzed off the edge of the edge of the line. So that guy seems like the true, you know, Swiss army knife of being able to move around. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And then there was a lot of excitement when they, they drafted Dwayne McBride, the running back in the seventh round. Um, which, I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. I haven't even watched highlights of him, but people were really excited about that. There's some question marks in that running back room, too. I'm questioning why you'd sign Alexander Madison, who I like and who I'm glad is a Viking. I'm questioning why you'd re-sign him when you already have a Dalvin Cook up front, especially when, again, uh, full disclosure, my, my thoughts on the running back room is that you don't need to uh, put a lot of money in that room those guys get injured a lot you just need some good athletes young athletes and then by the time they're old enough for that second contract you you just let them go yeah well yeah you and i've talked a lot about that Mm -hmm. and how you know maybe maybe it's time for the vikings to move on from dalvin as great as he's been for our organization Mm -hmm. um and bring in alex as that number one guy give him that starting job and and have a Dwayne McBride or a Kenny Nwangu or somebody to back him up mm-hmm. and just see what happens. Yeah. It, that room to get off topic a little bit, the running back position could be surprising where it sits right now in May of 23 is not how it will look in August or September of 23. Agreed. And definitely in May of 24, we'll look back and be like, holy cow, that room <laughs> transformed. Yeah. Oh yeah. But overall, I liked the draft. You never really know what you have until a couple seasons later. Um, The Jaron Hall pick, the quarterback in the fifth round, is intriguing just because you wonder what Kwesi and Kevin O'Connell's plans are for that position just because, again, there's question marks in the future for the quarterback position. Um, I'm a Kirk fan, but he's not going to be playing forever. So you got to have a backup. Well, and I don't think Nick Mullins is the no. QB one of the future. Well, and then you got to look back at like some of the most successful quarterbacks in recent history came out of those later rounds in the draft. Right. I mean, like, you're thinking like Tom Brady. Aaron oh, Rodgers. yeah. Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers, he was still a first rounder. OK, but late first round. Right? Yeah, he fell. But like the the Dak Prescott, who was I believe a fourth rounder, and then Russell Wilson, who before this year, you know, he was pretty good. He was a what third rounder. We don't need to talk about him <laughs> after this year, I think. Well, and then it's recent, and it'll never happen, but for another twenty years. But Brock Purdy, he had a pretty good end of the season last yeah. year. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it he never gets back to that. Maybe he does. But yeah, you're right. Well, There's talent to be found. We have we have we have some ties to those Iowa boys like Brock, even though we're not uh, geographically close to Iowa State. That's the only tie we have is geographically, though. We live in Iowa. I don't know Brock Purdy. That's true. <laughs> I know people who know Brock Purdy. There you go. So nice. It's like less than six degrees of separation from the person. Okay. Well, you're just one more degree on my line there. So there you go. School. School. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't mind if the Vikings picked him up. Well, I mean, there's the the flashy rumor of because of Brock Purdy, the Niners might be ready to move on from Trey Lance. Trey Lance, yeah. I, I'm open to these things. 
I don't mm. care. I mean, if Brett Favre came out of retirement, the Vikings signed him, and he won 15 games and a Super Bowl, I don't care who it is. <laughs> if they asked me to play, and somehow it would never happen, and somehow I won them a Super Bowl, like, I'd get anybody. I don't care. Get a girl in there if she'll win the Super Bowl. I don't care. Just give me a freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> we need a Super Bowl. Yeah. That is true. We've we've been to four of them, none of them in our lifetime. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to know the version of myself watching a Viking Super Bowl. It'll be alone in a dark room, probably on my phone, <laughs> just your screaming, blacking out. Your fingers out. will be rocked. Oh, yeah. Chewed them to a bloody pulp. That'll be the couple of weeks before. Let, <laughs> let's get there, though. Let's get there. Oh, man. I think all Vikings fans are in agreement that a Super Bowl would be awesome. And hopefully, hopefully this draft class of Addison, Blackman, Ward, Roy, Hall, and McBride... Hopefully they're the ones that can yeah. let's go. That can make a difference in uh the great white north. Well, we've <laughs> been talking for a while, so we should probably wrap this up here. Let's go. Um yeah. I mean, we're we're just getting started with this, so we're we're trying to learn as we go. Um learning the ins and outs of the technical side of podcasting and learning the ins and outs of um, what's most interesting to those uh, that are listening. But our hope is by the time the season rolls around in the fall that we're um, to a point where we can be recording regular weekly episodes, um, recapping previous games, looking forward to the next week's games, um, and everything in between. But in the meantime, we're going to continue to kind of iron out the the finer details of all this and, and see where this goes. But we do have um, some social media now. So yeah. you're kind of our social media guy since yeah. you created all the stuff. So do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, check us out. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I think that's it so far. But we are. it should be at the Skull Hop everywhere. Um, so check us out. It's pretty quiet so far. Um, when we post this, we'll have a post and let us know, let us know what you think. Do you hate us? Do you love us? Um, ideas of what we should do, what we should cover, um, before training camp, we'll hopefully have one or two episodes come out and we'll want your feedback. We want to, we want to talk to you guys, future episodes. If we have feedback, we will involve that feedback into the show. It'll be fun to hear from regular dudes like us or regular gals like us that like the Vikings and, and maybe you like beer too. Give us some Iowa beer suggestions. Yes. If we'll, you've got an we'll Iowa beer it. that we need to try, let us know because we're always open to a good Iowa beer. Absolutely. I would say you mentioned when you introduced yourself, you talked about your friendship with me and my our friendship together and how we've always been around each other and definitely the things that have kept us around each other have been the Vikings forever. And then the last handful of years, enjoying a good beer together. So mm-hmm. that's that's the birth of this podcast. That oh, 100%. I mean, we were sitting at a bar drinking a beer, and we said, we should record a podcast. Just like every two guys ever say. Yeah. Put, put a microphone in front of us and just capture our conversation. Yep. And here we are. We're so let us know. It. Let us know if you like it or if you hate it. And uh, yeah, that's the only way we know if we're doing a good job. So reach out. And we'll reach back out to you. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. 
Skål. Skål.